Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. And I'm Lex Michael. Cool. Lex, Michael, what are you into this week? Dude, there's a bunch of stuff. Duff. I've been uh, not sleeping like a person, and when okay. I don't sleep like a person, I just I just fill my brain with things. Uh, so I've been uh, I got filmstruck recently. Okay, uh, which is which is dope. And filmstruck has uh, they're the official and exclusive streaming home for the Criterion Collection. Yeah. So massive catalog of uh, classic and foreign films. Yeah. So I've been finally uh, jumping into some filmmakers work that I, I just hadn't gotten around to before. Um, last couple of days I've been watching Max Ophel's movies. Okay. Um, so uh, watch The Earrings of Madame Du, which I'd never seen before. 1953. Uh, it rules. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's okay. So Ophel's uh, French French master whose like most beloved works were like uh, mid to late no it was like throughout the 50s actually it was like early 50s um, so Earrings of Madame Du uh, was 53 I want to say and then I also watched Lola Montez which was his final film which was 1955 um, Lola Montez I was really enamored of the form more than the content and the way he was playing with form he shot it in cinemascope and the way he was using the frame and also uh frequently making the frame either smaller by completely uh like closing off a lot of the cinemascope frame or by placing things within the frame to divide the you know to divide the image and let your eye sort of know where the focus is um and a gorgeous production design uh beautiful movie that the, the story was was okay but that's like not what grabbed me about it but earrings of madame du i felt was like this perfect blend of form and content for me it's essentially it's a it's a love story about a wealthy heiress who has gotten into some debt she's got a her relationship with her husband is amicable but they sleep in separate beds they have their own separate affairs uh she's racked up some debt so there are these earrings that her husband got her as a gift that she sells to make some money and then she comes up with a story about how she lost them at the theater. And the uh, the jeweler sees, because this story makes it to the newspaper, uh, the jeweler sees the story, goes back to the husband, says, hey, she actually sold these to me. The husband doesn't tell her, takes the earrings, gives them to one of his girlfriends that he's putting on a train to Constantinople. Mm -hmm. In Constantinople, this girl that, that was sent off by the husband uh, essentially hawks the earrings herself, and they end up in the possession of uh, Vittorio De Sica's character, who falls in love with this uh, this this wealthy uh, madame, and the earrings essentially find their way back to her. But now they have meaning because she's actually falling in love with this man. So yeah. this gift, when it came from her husband, she didn't care about. Now goes through this whole this whole journey and eventually brings the two of them together more closely. And like this item that didn't have significance to her before is now imbued with this deep meaning. Um, there's a lot more to the story than that, but that you know intricacy jewelry um Ooh. but it, it's it's dope like i watched it once and i felt like i didn't fully wrap my head around it i was just sort of like uh, taking in the texture and taking in, like the way Ophels moves his camera is is pretty spellbinding uh uh yeah it's the camera it's the camera movement but also the long takes and the way he moves through a whole bunch of large space um so I was really like focused on the texture and then yeah. I almost immediately wanted to watch the movie again 
and I did, uh, to soak up the rest of the detail, the character stuff, the story stuff that I maybe didn't fully retain the first time. And now, because Filmstruck rules, they've got uh, audio commentaries for a lot of the Criterion stuff. Like, they have, like, special features that are also on the discs. Yeah. So now I'm going to jump back in, and I'm going to do, like, I'm going to listen to the audio commentary on it. And I'm I'm excited. But I guess, I guess my thing, right, there's so many other things that I've absorbed this week. But my big one is, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on the fam- uh, Filmstruck wagon now and right. i'm super excited to like after i watch a couple more ofals i'm gonna jump into some like powell and Pressburger, and then they've got a bunch of like Truffaut and fellini that i haven't seen and uh you know like uh, they have some of uh De Sica's movies i didn't realize that he was actually an actor as well hmm. uh now i know that um, knowing is half the battle G.I. Joe. but yeah i'm very excited to jump to jump back in it's been a while since i was really prioritizing uh, classic and foreign films. And there's still a lot of blind spots that I have. Like I said, like Ophel's entire catalog was a bit of a blind spot for me. So now I'm going back and I'm, I'm sort of, I'm doing the homework, but I'm not treating it as homework. Like that's, yeah. that's the other thing that I'm really, I'm giving myself space now to just enjoy stuff without thinking of it as something I'm assigning myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because for a long time, it's like, well, I know I got to see this. I know I got to see this. I know I got to see this. And this, at a certain point, if you're not careful, you're just crossing things off of a list. Yeah. And I'm giving myself permission now to just do- go in with no expectations. Don't go in looking to learn anything even necessarily. Just see, go in open mind and see what speaks to you. Gotcha. And and so now, too, I'm trying to figure out, like, in the case of Earrings of Madame Du. I know, you know, there are certain things, and a lot of them are textual, like, that are very obvious that I know speak to me, appeal to me. Yeah. Same with uh, Lola Montez as well. So many textual things and so many uh, technical elements that very much speak to me. But I'm trying to put words to, say, with Madame Du, what the, what in the content is speaking to me the way that it is. Yeah. And I feel like I, I only know how to express it in terms of feeling, but the feeling wouldn't really get wouldn't get to the heart of it in a way that makes sense trying to relate it to somebody else. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to put words to it, but that uh, uh, film struck in general. And then like, uh, uh, highly recommend, highly recommend earrings of Madame Du to pretty much anybody. It's black and white. It's got subtitles, but I promise you're going to be okay. <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be, you can tweet at me and I'll, I'll support you. I'll, I'll, keep you company during this process how are they gonna tweet you and read the subtitles at the same time lex well look how you really you're not gonna you're not gonna but like if you if you're shaking if you're shaking at the end you can tweet me what if they're stirred at the end well isn't that good right like stir like that makes me think of like the stirring of emotions yeah maybe but you can still tweet at me. <laughs> you still can. We can still be friends. Um, but but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And uh, I, I want to keep going back to it because I feel like, and, and I don't know if you experience this, everything I see that I like, I want to fully internalize to the point where it becomes part of my DNA and j- I can just recall elements of it without effort. Yeah. That's hard. That takes a lot of like uh, focus and effort, especially when there is so much content. But this is one of those that I feel like I saw it and I I liked it a lot, and then I couldn't stop thinking about it. So yeah. I watched it again, and now it's like I'm internalizing more of it. But I still feel like I want to. I was gonna say like I want to do more of the work, but it's not work. I'm actually like genuinely pumped about it. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that. That's that's the thing. That's okay. you're you're missing out on some some ofals. Yeah. 
Also, Filmstruck, uh, sponsor this podcast, bro. Yeah, not for nothing. It, they've got uh, Criterion. They've also got uh, Turner Classic Movies. There's there's so much. Like, I'm, I'm hyped. Yeah. Like, I'm super excited. Because, like, I've, I've, there's so Criterion alone. You know what I mean? Like, wherever the Criterion is streaming, that's where you want to put your money. Like, right. some of the best from world cinema yes american included so you feel secure but uh world cinema the the best of the best of the best going back to the birth of movie making uh is is frequently represented in the criterion collection criterion you can also sponsor us if you want to um yeah yeah go go check it out it's uh i find i find it not just wondrous but i believe strongly it's going to become an indispensable resource for me going forward nice um, I am into, uh, so Coheed and Cambria just released a, uh, a new single. It's been about three years since they launched their last album. So it sounds like they are going to be giving us a new one soon. Um, it is called the dark sentencer. You can go to their, uh, website and listen to it. It's also on Spotify and Apple music and all that thing. Um, and it seems like they've gotten back to concept albums, which is really cool. So the last album was very uh, personal to Claudio. And so he, uh, and so it, they dropped the um, concept for, for this album. It was the first one without a concept, but the first one that was really just um, the main, uh, the main singers like emotion just put into song form. Um, and so now they're back into, I don't know if it's the same universe. It seems like it's pretty separate or it takes place somewhere in, uh, in a, uh, different time than the main story. Uh, but it's really interesting. It's super engaging. Uh, they're, uh, very much back to their old feel and old sound, which I appreciate. Uh, not to say that I didn't like their last album, um, because I think that it, it hit me in places I didn't think it would. Yeah. Um, but I also really enjoy the concept albums. And so I'm super into it. And I'm, I can't wait until they release their next album. You have no clue. Especially if they go on tour right after. Ooh, I'm going to be at that concert. You don't even know. Yo, I hope Coheed it's at the Troubadour. Sponsor our show. Ooh, please do. Sponsor our show. I mean, even come on the show, bro. Come talk to us. About all of the... The Coheeds and the Cambrias. Cambrias. I don't really know what your band name means, <laughs> but if you if it's, you sponsor us and come do the show, I might know that. Yeah, I could tell them, but it's better coming from your mouth, right? You, yeah. For all I know, Tari's gaslighting me. That's true. Yeah, uh, he'll never know until you come here on this show. It's the only way. It's true. Um, but that's what I'm into. Uh, I uh, I could I should probably send out a link. To the song so everyone can enjoy and know what we love ooh feel the love ooh uh, also tomorrow we're talking about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z abridged the uh, the online web series by Team Four Star so please please uh, listen in and uh, and if you have no clue what that means it's alright neither did I that's true um, but also let us know what you're into um, uh, at Missing Outcast. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T.
T. Nailed it. Missing Outcast on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you're into. Let us know things that you like. Um, if you sh- if you send us something, we'll shout you out on the missing next Missing Out Mondays. Let us know what you're into, bro. I'll see you next week. I'll see you tomorrow, actually. But also, oh but gosh. also, but also, uh, ladies as well. Bro is a gendered term, Tari. Is it? All right. Is it? Um, I guess has bro because bro used to be a, a male centric term, but I feel like people use bro so widely and colloquially yeah. now that I feel like it's it, it's not necessarily because it's short. It's it's brother. Yeah. But I feel like bro, the the abbreviated colloquial bro just gets tossed around so casually now to refer to anybody. Yeah. That it's still technically a gendered term, but it's yeah. sliding into a more neutral territory. Same with dude. I feel like everybody calls each other dude now, regardless of gender. Right. Everybody, especially in corporate boardrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Corporate boardrooms are full of dudes. Let me uh, see those spreadsheets, dude. Yeah. Uh, also, Let me see them. <laughs> in Good Burger, the movie... Because I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, because we're all dudes. Hey! All right, Kirk commands we wrap this up. (laughs) Or he's going to put us in the grinder. Oh, no! Oh, no! (laughs) All right, well, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Womp womp. (laughs)